On episode 16 of Lancaster Connects, we're joined by Aaron Spangler from the Lancaster County Community Foundation to tell us all about their new Lancaster Snapshot initiative. We'll also have our local events rundown, our food truck alert, how you can help your local community, a local history nugget, and a tip on how to sleep better. Of course, our pet of the week and your chance to win one of two $25 gift cards to a local Lancaster restaurant. That's all coming up on episode 16 of Lancaster Connects. So how can you help support the local Lancaster community? That's what this show is all about. You got that. Is that the move now? The, what? The finger. Pump. Oh, yeah, the finger. Of course, it's the move. Yeah. I like it. Hey, reunited and it feels so good. Yeah. Right? It, it, yeah. After a couple it's, weeks? It's, it's been a while. I was going to sing it, but my singing is terrible. If anybody's going to sing out of this duo, it's you. <laughs> You're the music guy. <laughs> I wouldn't judge. So how was uh, the vacation? Vacation was great, man. Um, really good family time uh, in Ithaca, New York. Lots of hiking, waterfalls. We had a place right on the lake, on the Cayuga Lake. Uh, kayaks and rowboats and fishing. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to tell you this, but, uh, they had a, a water trampoline. Oh, you could like awesome. you know, swim in and jump off. Um, my wife, Lindsay got stranded on the water trampoline <laughs> by a snake. There were two snakes. I don't blame her. I hate that, snakes. Like slithered up and they were, I have video. I'll, I'll show you the video. <laughs> I, I should have sent it to our production team, but the, uh, the, we we'll noticed the snake for sure. Put, make a note. We noticed the snake and it was like floating around and then it like went away and then it came back and Lindsay thought for sure it was going to hop on it. I mean, this water trampoline's like three feet off the, you know, or snakes high are off crafty the water. buggers. Yeah. And she like, you know, she's screaming and she's pushing on the water trampoline and finally the, the thing slips away. I but feel was, her pain. It was, uh, it was, that was the highlight for me. Yeah. How about your motorcycle trip? Trip was a great, a lot of, uh, a lot of windshield time as I like to call it. Um, it was good. It was good. I filled you all in. I don't have any. I mean, you saw the videos. <laughs> you uh, did no snakes. There are no snakes, but there's snakes at my campsite, and I almost stepped on one again. Oh, no. And I've just had to resign myself that snakes are going to be around. You're uh, in their zone. I'm going to try to get some snake repellent, at least for, like, you know, where we get out of the camp trailer. And this one where I park the golf cart where we go in and out, there's a rock, and it just slithered right under the rock. And those little buggers, I don't want, I don't want one wrapping itself around my foot or anything like that. So, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> what, so what we is, don't like snakes. What is snake repellent? Just like a Google it, man. Okay. It's, I don't know. It's just like, it's like bug repellent. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a sign. There's such you a know, thing. <laughs> no snakes. There's such a thing. Yeah. Just read it. <laughs> I put the sign up anyway. So, uh, so yeah, that's enough. Uh, we, we've got a whole thing here and there's a, a column for banter and it's small. <laughs> small. I think that's enough of it. Uh, so we've got Aaron from Lancaster County Community Foundation to tell us all about uh, their new uh, Lancaster Snapshot Initiative, which sounds like a very cool thing. So we'll learn more about that. Um, we've got what's going on in and around Lancaster. We've got a, a quick tip on how to sleep better. Uh, what food trucks will be where and when they will be where they are. Um, of course, we'll talk about how you can help your neighbors and your community by joining the Lancaster Connects community. 
and uh, you know, uh, really cool uh, Lancaster history nugget. I did not know this. I did not know this. Um, you'll have to stay tuned. Uh, we're joined by a guest, uh, Adam Zern. He was on last week with Jeff. Uh, Adam is from Uncharted Lancaster, and he's also on the board of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. He's got a really, really cool uh, history nugget to share with us. And our pet of the week, as always, uh, we try to highlight a pet in need. Maybe you can have a new family member as a result of our pet of the week segment and get a chance to win our weekly restaurant gift card giveaway. we got two winners to announce there. Remember, this show is also available as a podcast. You can find all the links at LancasterConnects.com. Uh, remember to please like and share this video. Leave a comment and tell us uh, how we're doing. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Uh, the more people that can see the show, the more impact we can have in the Lancaster community. That's not technically on there. Tell us how we're doing. We don't care. We think we're doing great and we don't want to hear it. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, that, that little ad lib there, I'm like, what? Anyway, no, we do care. It's great. If the show's terrible, bring, us a sna- bring, bring Jeff a snake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Not even a dead one. I don't want to. So all information uh, that we're going to share on the show is, of course, available in our show notes, along with information about more events that we can't fit into today's episode. You can find those show notes by going to uh, LancasterConnects.com, clicking on the page for this episode, which is episode 16 already. That means we've been doing this four months now. Um, Time flies when you're podcasting. Uh, And to get our weekly email, just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com to subscribe to our weekly email update with all of our show info. If you haven't figured it out, Lancaster Connects is the hub for everything on the show. You can enter the contest. You can tell us if you want to join the Lancaster Connects community to volunteer. You can get the updates and you'll be able to get where we post this show. There's like 27 podcast platforms. There's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's Twitter. But please don't forget to like and share this video. Leave a comment and tell a friend about the show. Sharing really is caring. Uh, It helps us get the show out, get seen beat the uh, social media algorithms, which is like a force field coming in on us. Uh, so share the show. We appreciate it. Without, are, we on, are we on TikTok yet? Man, if I got to do TikTok, <laughs> TikTok's where you do the, the dancing and stuff. And I'm not good at That's that. That's not us. No. <laughs> All right. We've got some <laughs> events to share. Uh, this weekend on Friday, June 25th from 6 o'clock until 8 p.m., uh, visit Thornhill Vineyards in Lancaster for a party with great wine and delicious hors d'oeuvres. It will be a day to celebrate the summer solstice of camaraderie, culinary art, and award-winning wines. They'll be announcing the premiere of Thornhill Vineyards 2020 Sauvignon, am I saying that correct? Sauvignon Blanc, Lake <laughs> County. Um, of course, I would get the wine one. You're going to tell the wine story, <laughs> aren't you? It's been five years in the making, and they're very excited to showcase it at this release party. Music with Amy and Jack Thorne. Uh, you can meet old friends and new wine club members and enjoy complimentary hors d'oeuvres. That is at Thornhill Vineyards, pictured there on the screen. 1945 Fruitville Pike, Lancaster, PA, and their website is thornhillvineyards.com. So that... Just go on to number two. <laughs> That that one gave me two really good ones. Uh, yeah, so I'll save the wine for, for later because okay. I'm sure it'll come up. Sure. But but hors d'oeuvres, so my buddy, I'm not going to name names because I think they watch. Um, and if they don't, I know there's people connected to them to watch. But I've got a friend that's got a brother. And the little brother 
wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed back in the day. He's certainly matured. And so my buddy gets married and um, little brother, his little brother, he's like, Jeff, who's this band at six o'clock at the wedding? Whore's divorce. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's food, man. That's, that's cookies and crackers and meat and cheese on trays and like little meatballs and sticks. That's not a band. That's it's pronounced hors d'oeuvres. That's he awesome. thought it was or, 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 or divorce. divorce. Yeah. Great. Anyway, moving on. Uh, event number two to highlight. Uh, so three days of don't rock the jukebox touring across Lancaster County for one week only one weekend only. So June 25th to the 27th servant stages, popular teen review. Don't rock the jukebox brings an all new high energy tour to force of popular music from across the decades, featuring a cast of some of the top teen talent in the region. Don't rock the jukebox. will have you dancing in your seat kind of like hopefully better than I just did the little TikTok dance. Anyway, on June 25th, no tickets necessary. And you can check out the show at Lidditz Springs Park, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. that is, 24 North Broad Street, Lidditz. On the 26th, get tickets for the show at Clipper Magazine Stadium downtown. That's at 11 a.m., 650 North Prince Street. Tickets can be found at servantstage.org. And then on the 27th, no ticket is necessary for the show at New Holland Park. That's at 3 o'clock. New Holland Park is located at 400 through 498. Sounds like the whole block of East Jack Jackson Street in New Holland, PA. And you can learn more about that weekend at servantstage.org. If you're listening to this, hit Lancaster Connects, click episode 16. All the details will be there with helpful links. And you can also get tickets for the show on the 26th uh, at Clipper Magazine Stadium on that site as well. So servantstage.org. Pretty cool. On June 30th and July 1st, the Lancaster County Carriage and Auction Off Antique Auction is having their premier auction event that takes place annually on the Thursday and Friday before the last Saturday in June. That felt like a mouthful. Thousands of people come to the village of Burdenhand for the auction, which is held on the Smucker Homestead. Equine and antique enthusiasts, consigners, local residents, out-of-town visitors, and whole families look forward to our auction every year. Uh, this is a significant fundraiser for the Burdenhand uh, Fire Company. They've got tons of interesting antiques up for auction. You can check it out at um, www.auctionzip.com slash listing slash 3526157.html. So um, <laughs> I read all of that. You but uh, you can you can uh, find that link on the LancasterConnects.com website. Um, I think the production team just gives you the hardest one. Seriously, ones. they're like Ben is getting this one. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, uh, Burdenhand Auction Grounds, three thirty eight North Ronks Road in Burdenhand, and their website is bird-in-hand.com. So. You break. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> All of this info about these events and others we haven't read uh, out loud will be available on the website at LancasterConnects.com. Find the show notes by clicking on the page for this episode, like Jeff said, episode 16. And uh, get our weekly email. Just enter our giveaway at LancasterConnects.com. Subscribe to our weekly email update with all the show info. And remember, this show is also available as a podcast. Find the links at LancasterConnects.com. And don't forget, like, share the video, leave a comment, tell a friend about the show. And I'm sharing done. is caring. Sharing is caring. Yep, sharing is caring. You've got a, you've got a 
twofer. Share. A twofer. Twofer? Twofer. Sleep Better book. These two are in here. So first of all, uh, it was camp weekend. And camp weekends, as of late, should have been about bourbon and cigars. This weekend, they were about lager, as we call it around these parts, lager, England lager. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which, last summer, I drank a decent amount of that and was not happy with the throughput with my weight. So I swore off beer and uh-huh. just had a bunch of bourbon in the camper. But for some reason, I just like grabbed the lagers out of the fridge that are in the camp fridge. They were calling your name. Yeah. So... Point being, I snored like crazy, according to my wife, on uh, Saturday night. So, sleep better tip number one is you should really try to refrain alcohol. I know it doesn't sound fun after 7 o'clock. So, that's that first one. Second one is about your sleep routine and going to bed, waking up at the same time each day. And a little wrinkle on this that's not in the book, but the sleep routine is, is if you, on the weekends... um, wake up one hour later that than normal. That is equivalent to three hours of jet lag. All right. Mm. Um, it really throws your body off. So if you actually, like, if you normally get up at six o'clock for work, but you sleep until eight o'clock, you actually have the same amount of jet lag um, as like a coast to coast trip back and forth. You know, so like Didn't it, know that. It, it really like can just throw you off. Uh, your body kind of treats it like time zone changes, jet lag. So think about it that way. So really try to commit to a better sleep routine where you're really going to bed at the same time each night, waking up at the same time each morning. I mean, even if you just get up and kind of sit in your sofa or sit in your recliner or out on the deck now that it's nice, get that vitamin D sun rays in, you'll be, you'll be feeling fresh and ready in no time. But get up out of bed and don't, don't go back to sleep, all right? Because you just wreak havoc on your body. So that's a twofer. Sleep better tip. We'll mail you the book. Um, we aren't just podcasting guys here in the dream room. Uh, we are also mattress retailers. Uh, if you go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sales, uh, you'll see all that we have going on with our double deals right now. So double deals are discounts you pick and you get to maximize your savings based on your situation. So we don't want to just tell you, here's the deal, take it or leave it. We'll help you navigate those options to get the best savings possible. All right. And you can get a copy of Sleep Better from us, Gardeners Mattress and More, more gardeners and mattress and more. Uh, we'll mail you a free copy. Just go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. And we will uh, bring that or mail that and we won't bring it. Uh, we'll mail it to you right in the mail, your own free copy. Nice work. I did not know that. Um, well, the, the beer one makes sense in the, in the snoring. The, the tip, but yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. know the, the other one you shared. That was pretty cool. Yeah, got to get up at the same time each day. Yep. 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 So uh, earlier today, we had the opportunity to talk to Aaron Spangler. He's from the Lancaster County Community Foundation, and he told us all about their new Lancaster Snapshot initiative. Here's Aaron. Well, we are very pleased to be joined uh, by Aaron Spangler from the Lancaster County Community Foundation. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about their Lancaster Snapshot project. Aaron, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Hey, nice, uh, nice to see you all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, very happy to uh, to have you. This is why the show exists to highlight all of these great projects going on in the community, uh, great foundations that help our community. So let's let's jump right in. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the work you're doing um, as a part of the Lancaster County Community Foundation. 
why don't you let our watchers and listeners know what you do, why the foundation exists? Sure. So the Lancaster County Community Foundation was actually founded in 1924. So we're coming up on 100 years. Um, and so we are a community foundation, which uh, can mean a lot of different things depending on the community that you live in. Uh, but we embolden extraordinary community, and that can look a lot of different ways. Uh, we do a lot of community events like the Extraordinary Give, if you're familiar with that. Um, we make grants to a lot of organizations around the community and the county. Um, and we also partner with folks who are interested in leaving you know, what we call a legacy. These are folks who um, want to either open funds now while they exist to support things that they care about, or... Uh, want to make a promise that whatever, um, you know, a piece of whatever they have left when, when they've passed on and after they've given some stuff to their family, um, a piece of that will kind of go to the community to support either something that they care about or to um, whatever they think that might be a, an emergent issue in the coming in the coming decades after they're gone. So we work with lots of different folks, um, and it's really exciting to be able to kind of be at the intersection of a lot of different passions, a lot of different interests, and a lot of different causes across the community. What sort of programs that the foundation has supported have had the biggest impact on the Lancaster community? Well, I would say, um, you know, like I said, we do a lot of grants to organizations. So there's a lot of um, kind of things year over year that we give to to lots of organizations, both in Lancaster City and also across the county. Uh, but I would say in terms of sheer um, numbers and number of folks engaged, organizations and individuals across the community, um, the Extraordinary Give is definitely a landmark event. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, it is a one-day giving day. It happens the Friday before Thanksgiving um, every year. Um, and it has, in just, this is going to be the 10th Extraordinary Give. Um, in just nine days of giving, we've raised $63.5 million for um, more than 500 organizations wow. across the Lancaster County. So it's it's been pretty great. That's what I mean. It's kind of neat. I mean, I've, I've I've known about the extraordinary give for the you know nine years that you've been doing it. Um, I've always wondered about you know people doing endowments and grants and foundations in their name, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of neat to see like Lancaster County uh, Community Foundation is kind of that inception point. That's you're the launching pad. You're the you kind of dot the i's and cross the t's and and give highlight and focus to things that need. Uh, need assistance, financial assistance. That's very cool. Um, So it's neat to meet you here. We met Ann Williams from Lancaster City Alliance on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, Seems like we've got a bunch of organizations that work well together in the community to make stuff happen. I mean, how how do you connect with other organizations in the community? Um, Well, it it starts with a lot of conversations like this, right? (laughs) A lot of talking and listening, uh, most importantly. I mean, as the Community Foundation, we are doing our best to listen and be responsive to needs that are in the community. Um, Obviously, when COVID-19 impacted our community, we worked uh, pretty hard with a lot of local organizations. We partnered with United Way of Lancaster County to launch the COVID-19 Response Fund. We raised a million dollars from community members to support more than 100 organizations. So there was a lot of, um, you know, a big part of being a community foundation is both being responsive to needs in the exact present moment. And then also um, having this kind of bird's eye, 10,000 foot view about the needs of long-term, you know, where we're going to go in a community today, tomorrow, the next generation. 
Um, and that's kind of where the endowment, that's where talking to folks who are either interested in starting a fund now, which will live in perpetuity forever, um, or, you know, establishing something after they're gone, uh, so that we can continue to support, um, needs and wants and desires and passions, um, literally forever. So just, we, you know, we've got, we always bring to these interviews, we try to think about the questions we want to ask, but just as a little sidebar. So, so somebody has an amount of money they want to give, and it's obviously a finite amount of money when they work with your foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, is your foundation responsible for like the growth of that money to perpetuate it? Mm-hmm. Or is that like a separate group of folks that you kind of bring in? How does all that work? It's just personally, it's very interesting. Sure. Yeah. So we have a, um, we have a chief investment officer, um, but it's outsourced. So we're actually working with PNC, the local, um, local bank group, invest and investment group, uh, to manage a lot of our assets. So, um, we're not personally responsible for, for growing that in terms of the investments. Uh, so PNC does a great job but, managing all those assets for us. Yeah. But obviously that growth of that money is an important part of what you do because again, everybody does, you know, they, they might give a finite amount of money, whether that's, sure. you know, $10,000, $100,000, million, 10 million, whatever the number is. Um, mm-hmm. It's a finite dollar amount that will exhaust itself if left alone. So that's, that's a neat little wrinkle. I just, yeah. those kinds of nuts and bolts things always interest me about organizations, mm-hmm. about companies. Um, For sure. You know, so that's, that's neat. And, anyway, and it's also important, um, I think, to, cool. um, Sorry, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just I just want to say, you know, I was looking at no, the, the the lower third that you have there about donate, get involved, volunteer. Um, you know, I and I think it's that's a really important point, right? Is that money is of course a great thing to give if you have it, but at, as the community foundation, as as part of our work, our work is to embolden folks to get involved in whatever way makes sense for them, whether that's volunteering, whether that's giving ideas of energy of, you know, of insights. So we want to make sure that, you know, we all care about this community and the, and the different ways that we care about this community are all extraordinary. And we want to be sure to, to embolden as that, that as much as possible, whatever way makes sense for them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Jeff, Jeff mentioned in the uh, introduction for you um, that you're launching a new initiative called Lancaster Snapshot. And it's all about getting the public like our audience involved. What, what's that all about? Yeah, so that's that's a you know a great way to kind of move into this additional way of caring about the community, right? So um, at the core of Lancaster Snapshot is this idea that we all want to be able to see each other. You know, it's been a it's been a strange year, year and a half, eighteen months um, of feeling a little bit disconnected, of feeling like we have uh, gotten a little bit farther away from each other. I think both physically and you know maybe politically, maybe emotionally, maybe socially. Um, and so the Community Foundation launched this idea as a way of reconnecting folks um, in a way that kind of cuts deeper than, you know, the worst icebreakers. We've all been on all these terrible Zoom calls over the past year. Um, we wanted to create an experience that was fun, interesting, easy to be part of, and also something that kind of can create deeper connection than just who are you and what do you, you know, what's your job? Um, so it's a digital experience that, um, you know, at its core is a, is a map, uh, but it's a map of user submitted photos. Um, and the photos are responding to specific question prompts. And these prompts kind of are both 
you know, super easy. Like there's a question about like, where do you live? Show us where you live in a photo. There's also, you know, harder questions, questions that are, um, that again, kind of cut to the core of shared connection, uh, things about what do you want to last forever? What makes you hopeful? Uh, what's one of your favorite things or possessions? So there's a lot of really, um, you know, it kind of goes back and forth between easy and a little bit hmm, thought provoking. Um, and that's the way we like it. So the, the submissions that we've gotten so far from this project have been really uh, poignant, really fascinating. Um, we have a couple here to share with you. So this is, um, this is a snapshot from um, Amr, who is living out in Manor County. Um, and Amr is actually a former refugee from Iraq. Uh, who's just launched a new uh, translation service company in Lancaster. It's the only one of its kind currently offering lots of translation, both written and um, uh, you know, in real time. We've used them a lot for Zoom call translation. Um, so he submitted a snapshot um, and he talks about, um, again, he's out in Manor County. So he literally just had, just had a little girl. So you know, for the question, like, where do you live? He answers, um, among books and toys, which I can certainly relate to um, out in Manor Township. Um, you know, we ask, where's your favorite spot in Lancaster County? And he says, he, uh, the Farmingdale Trail, which is a beautiful uh, section of land if you've ever been there. Um, he, for the question about um, what's your favorite possession or thing, um, he shares that uh, his coin collection from Iraq um, reminds him of his childhood, keeps him grounded. Um, and, you know, really, it's a beautiful collection of items. Um, we ask, what is something that keeps you hopeful? And he sent us um, siblings love, which is very sweet and something certainly relatable for Father's Day and all. And then lastly, um, what's something that you want to last forever? He says, uh, curiosity, which is uh, something we've actually gotten a lot. Um, people who are interested in, and in, who are really fascinated and, and have young children. I have a young child, I have a two-year-old. Uh, so just seeing the, the curiosity unfold in people and wanting to harness that, wanting to keep that optimism and that, and that curiosity alive, it's just been really powerful. Very cool. So, I mean, poignant questions. How did you arrive at, you know, that series of questions, the, the things for users to submit. What was the, what was the thought process there? Yeah, I mean, we we went back and forth on them a lot, and I think we're not we weren't even sure when we launched whether those were the right questions. We're still not sure. I don't think they are, uh, but I, I think we we wanted to just see what people would give us, um, and you know, we wanted a mix of of easy to answer questions um, and also some questions that would give you a little bit of pause, make you think about it a little bit. Um, and also questions that didn't have any one right answer. I mean, we say that the, you know, the only answer is your answer. Um, and we've really been, really loved the way that people have interpreted those questions. I mean, even things that we thought would have um, pretty straightforward responses, like where do you live? Some people have answered, I live in my kayak, which is, I mean, not literally true, but also <laughs> tells you a lot about somebody in just one what sentence they live without... For. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's been really amazing to just kind of let people go and, and see where they take it. And they've taken it lots of different ways. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, we'll take some time. You've, we've got two more um, groupings, if you will, or, or stacks mm -hmm. of responses to these questions. So why don't you take us through uh, each one? And then uh, yeah. we've got a few more questions for you, but 
but let's let's meet these other folks because Amir, was, that was a neat experience there. Yeah, um, and I think before you get into that, I mean, I think I think sure. for the watchers and the view listeners of the show, what you're building here is kind of a way to discover your backyard, discover your community, right? Like yeah. I think in many ways we don't even really realize what's right in our backyard, and mm-hmm. you just kind of take your same daily route to and from your job. You take your same daily route to and from the grocery store, you know, the kids baseball practice or whatever. Um, you know, you, you walk the block the way you always do. Um, mm-hmm. This is a neat way to kind of discover what your community is doing and what they think is cool. And yeah. Right. So why don't we, yeah, without I mean, much you, you, further ado, why don't you show us those other two groups? Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you're exactly right. So one of the, I just want to quickly say one of the things that, you know, we were talking to a lot of folks even before the pandemic forced a lot of things to close and we kind of receded from the public. Uh, one of the things that we were hearing from lots of people was that I am more connected than I've ever been in terms of social media and the internet, but I don't know who my neighbors are. I, I, we used to like see people on the on, on our, we used to take walks. We don't take walks anymore. We used to see people out on the porch. We don't say hi to people on the porch anymore. So there's this feeling of kind of disconnection um, that we really wanted to try and recapture with this project. And, and a lot of our projects in general are focused on kind of reconnection and trying to, um, to connect people together. Um, and that's where I think, you know, with Snapshot is, is super powerful because you literally, like you were saying, you literally see on the map, you see where somebody is and you're like, oh, I'm really close to that person. Or, you know, I, you know, I, I, their favorite spot is my favorite spot. Maybe we'll run into each other. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for just kind of that shared connection, that shared overlap of interest. So, um, I did just want to pick up on something that you said, cause that was, a, that was a great point. Um, so yeah, we can talk about, um, Alma quick. And Alma is actually, um, one of our, um, one of our staff members at the community foundation. She's a program officer. Um, but she's really originally from Arizona. Um, and she has a, you know, a great snapshot. So um, she lives actually out in the uh, Greenfield Estates, but she lives there with her family and her kitty, Lila. And um, she asks, what's your favorite spot in Lancaster? She says, um, Casina Mexicana. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, with that spot, uh, but they says they have really good, Mex- really good food and it makes me feel like I'm back in my hometown. Um, like she's from, she's from Arizona, but it's a border town. So she, uh, you know, speaks flat, Spanish fluently. She has a lot of, um, family in Mexico. Um, what's one of your favorite things or possessions? She says, uh, when I was young, I used to play the violin. And one Christmas, my dad gave me this violin as a present. Um, it's one of the only things I have left from him. Cool. What's something that keeps you hopeful? She says, Fun and happy memories always cheer me up and keep me hopeful. Uh, and there's a shot from her quinceanera. Um, and then what's something that she wants to last forever? Her family. Um, and Alma's family was actually uh, impacted very hard by the pandemic. She she lost her grandfather to uh, to COVID. So that's um, a picture of him, of him uh, with the rest of her family. So it's one of those things that, um, you know, you you ask folks to submit these snapshots and even someone like Alma, who I know very well, um, I learned a lot of things about her, even just from those five questions about you know, the violin submission and, and, and the family being able to see the family photo. And we were all kind of there for her when um, she was having a lot of family troubles, but to actually see them together is, is, is really powerful. 
Yeah, very cool. I mean, you know, uh, to highlight Alma's family, um, you know, we see it here in the store often. The 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 family connection within the Hispanic group, um, it, it's it's really astounding. And like when you when the photo of the quinceanera came up, I knew immediately what it was. Um, <laughs> I actually had, years ago I had a DJing business, and um, that was one of the events I would refer out because I didn't feel. Uh, I had a, another connection with a local DJ that was, I think, far better equipped to do that big celebration better um, because I knew how important it was. But you see, you know, when we have Hispanic families come in, they'll have three generations that shop together. And it's just that togetherness that's pretty unique um, that I think we could all challenge ourselves to, hey, shopping for a mattress isn't all that exciting, but you're together, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so maybe it's not shopping, maybe it's a picnic, but being together is I think important. Mm-hmm. So what about this other stack? Do you have one more for us? Yeah, we have one more snapshot from, uh, Courtney and Courtney lives in Lancaster city. Um, she's on West Clay street, if anyone's familiar. Um, and <laughs> she, she's one of those folks who, who went really broad with her, um, with her, response which is great it's it's relatable it's it's um it's not like place specific in a lot of ways but yeah like i said she lives on on clay street um what's your favorite spot in lancaster is anywhere lancaster pride is taking place uh, and that's an event that's obviously shifted around a good amount um it hasn't necessarily it wasn't able to happen last year i'm not sure what the plans are for this year i think they're planning something in october um but it's been, you know, it, the the Pride movement and the LGBTQ plus coalition in Lancaster is really active and um, it's providing a lot of great opportunities for community and connection. Um, what's one of your favorite things or possessions um, is her protest wall. Um, I think we've all kind of done uh, a, a, over the past year and a half having um, opportunity to customize our backgrounds for Zoom. Uh, it's been fun to see the different ways people have brought their personalities into that stuff. Um, uh, what's one of your fa- what's something that keeps you hopeful um, is anyone who continues to do the work to push for equity for all um, and over the past year there's obviously been a lot of um, reckoning with, with social issues and um, creating greater visibility for folks who are um, underrepresented and underserved so it was great to see this um, submission and then lastly what's something you want to last forever marriage equality Hashtag love is love. So we've seen a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different um, views, and a lot of different, um, you know, a, a, a lived experience, which is, which is, you know, the core of Lancaster Snapshot. Are you seeing similar responses uh, that you're getting from people or any recurring themes in those responses? Yeah, I mean, we were we were not quite sure what we were going to get. Uh, we were hopeful that we would be able to see some shared experience, um, shared uh, um, themes, um, and yeah, I mean, we've seen big. Uh, we've seen obviously family is a big driver for lots of folks. Uh, family can look lots of different ways, and and people have shown all of that, um, which has been really beautiful to see. And I and I think one of the ultimate goals of this project is to be able to show. Uh, folks who have different interpretations of what family is, the, the different ways that family can look, um, and know that you have a shared connection across those themes um, as a starting point. 
uh, which can be, you know, just invaluable to be able to get people even in the same conversation who might have different, totally different worldviews and totally different lived experiences. Um, other things we've, we've seen, you know, in terms of uh, things you want to last forever, there's a lot of environmental um, shift. There's a lot of folks who are really interested in, in maintaining our farmlands. You know, we have the most, you know, we're kind of the breadbasket of the low key breadbasket of, of the, of the country. We have some of the most fertile farmland in the country. So there's a lot of uh, farmland preservation, a lot of natural resource preservation that folks are really passionate about. Um, so it's been really great. And, and we haven't quite mapped all the data yet in terms of, of themes and we're continuing to get snapshots every single day. So it's been really great to, um, to see it all come in. And, and, and as the summer rolls on, I think we're going to get more intentional about grouping things and also sharing some of those themes out. So beyond, you know, celebrating, getting back to normal, um, what's the bigger purpose that you have with this? Right. Um, so, I mean, we at the Community Foundation, like I said, we are passionate about expanding the ways that folks can care for their community. And that can look lots of different ways, whether it's volunteering, whether it's giving money, whether it's giving energy or time or ideas. Um, we wanted to be able to provide a platform that was interesting um, and also as a way of, uh, of making it you know, fun and user interactive um, to get people to share a little bit about themselves. And as the summer goes on, as we're um, collecting some of these uh, snapshots, we want to, one, be able to connect the folks who you know did snapshots together with each other in a way that makes sense, whether it's a Zoom call, whether it's an in-person thing, whether it's literally just a, you know, we have a million ideas floating around the foundation, whether it's a pen pal system, whether we connect people in that way. Um, but we're also, you know, launching a, a weekly highlight reel, so to speak, of snapshots that we're going to be sharing out widely to anyone who's, who wants to, you know, maybe they're not necessarily interested in submitting a snapshot off the bat, um, but they really care about this community and they want to connect with new people. Um, and so they're able to kind of see some snapshots that are coming in every week uh, and just feel a little bit of connection in that way. And the hope is that, you know, we're not 100% sure what we want this to turn into, but we know we want it to turn into something because um, the more people have submitted, the more we've seen a clear need for reconnection and also reconnection on the fact that we all care about this community and the fact that we all want what's best for our families, for our children, for the next generation. Um, and being able to spur conversation and uh, action based on shared purpose and shared um, uh, experience and whether the experience may be different, but shared commitment to uh, our community is exactly what we're all about as a foundation. So um, I don't have a clear, the clearest idea yet for you, but um, rest assured, we are we're thinking really intentionally about the best ways to uh, keep people that sorry keep people engaged moving forward. Yeah, you know the the stories that you've shared and and the stories that you're you're gathering, um, you know the stories behind these pictures get into why Lancaster is such a great place to live and work, and we can learn a lot about our area just from hearing these stories. Is there one that has particularly resonated with you, Aaron? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. One of the weird things about my role is that, you know, all this stuff is done by hand. Like, you know, it's, it's submitted. It's not an automated system. We're, we're plotting these, uh, these stories by ourselves as they come through. Um, and a weird thing that's happened is I, I, 
our team has become has become kind of the keeper of all of these stories. Like we're the only ones who know all of these little snippets about so many people. Um, so I mean, Amr's Amr's snapshot has always been one that's really stuck with me. Alma's as well, especially because I know her personally. Uh, you know, I know Amr as well. But um, you know, those two have have really stuck out to me. But one of the things that I find fascinating is that. Um, every single one of these snapshots has something in it that makes you go, huh. And, and that was what I was really hoping to, to see. So it's, it's harder. It's hard to like pick out one specific one because it's like, I want to be able to share one photo from 25 different snapshots. And so that's what I, that's what I hope makes the experience so browsable and so viewable from a user standpoint is that you never really know what you're going to get with each snapshot, but they're all interesting in their own way. Yeah, very neat. Um, I think it, uh, maybe I pronounced his name wrong. I said I might have said Amir. You're saying uh, Amer? Amer, yeah. Is that Thank you for thanks, yeah. Amer? Yeah. Yep. I th- thanks for circling back on that. I, I noticed in, in, on his on his is is that one of his because I've got some notes on the screen so I can't really see. Is one of his yeah. children there playing in the box? Is that what is that what? It yeah, is? I think there's there's two of them in the box actually. I think they're looks like a, they're doing yeah. a spaceship thing. Or boat, I don't know. You know, and I, I bring that up because I think there's beauty in simplicity. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we go through life trying to, like, come up with all these amazing experiences, all these, you know, wonderful, you know, social media worthy moments, right? And I think our, our society has gone down this really terrible road of posting only the best moments, right? The most, you know, the most emoji uh, reaction worthy moments. But here's two kids. Um, you know, in a box, probably having the time of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our listeners and watchers, I would say, what can you do today that just puts that simplicity back into your life that creates a lot of fun, a lot of enjoyment, a lot of beauty? Um, that's what I think is important. Um, so how can the audience get involved um, with this? What, what do they have to do to, to be a part of Lancaster Snapshot? Right. So it's, it is super easy if you just go to LancasterSnapshot.com or LankFound.org. You can find the link is right there on the, on the homepage um, of our website or just LancasterSnapshot.com. Um, there's, you can, you know, once you go there, you can see the map. You can also submit your own snapshot. Um, and that's, that's the ultimate hope is that folks are, are intrigued enough um, to submit their own. And as a Thank you um, to folks who have submitted. Starting July 5th, uh, the Community Foundation is going to be drawing a snapshot um, every other week at random. Uh, we're not curating it at all. Uh, we want, we're going to be drawing a snapshot at random to win $500 for um, a cause that they care about. And, and maybe that's a cause that they alluded to or highlighted in their snapshot, um, but we're not necessarily constraining it to that. Um, because we want the you know the responses to be to be authentic and as as they are, but um, you know as both a thank you and also as a reminder that as the community foundation we care about what you care about. Um, we're we're launching on July fifth the ability for folks who have submitted a snapshot to actually um, literally move from you know sharing to action on things that they care about. Uh, what about uh, volunteering opportunities? Um, can our audience support the foundation in that way? Um, in terms of volunteer, we are actually, we're, we're interesting in the sense that, um, you know, we'd give a lot of grants to organizations, 
Um, and the Community Foundation of Lancaster County is actually really unique in the grand scheme of things for community foundations because all of our grants are reviewed by community members. Uh, so the first line of review of evaluation for all of these things um, goes through community members like you and me. And actually, I was a, I was a volunteer grant reviewer before I worked for the Community Foundation. Um, so if you go to our volunteer page, you can sign up to be a grant reviewer. It's actually a really exciting way to um, you know get a get a read on the things that people are 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 working on in the community, um, and also be able to have input on that and strengthen proposals um, and help them to be as good as they can possibly be. Um, we also you know around extra gift time. Last year was a little unique because of the pandemic. We weren't doing any in-person events, but we're hopeful that we'll be able to have an in-person event um, and do a lot more in-person stuff in the lead up to Extra Give this year. So we're always looking for extraordinary give volunteers. Um, and you know, more than anything, I would say go, going to extragive.org and finding one of the 500 organizations who participated in the past. Um, you know, We love volunteers. We love keeping people engaged. But more than anything, the local organizations are, I would imagine, are in far greater need um, of, of volunteers. So we definitely encourage you to, to check out that website and see if, if there's a cause that makes sense for you to get involved with. Well, I mean, we, we talk about that a lot here. If you can't donate financially, um, mm -hmm. you, everybody has time, the same amount of time every day. And you, so many, and you've touched on it, so many of the, the charities, you know, they have the financial goal, but then they have to execute the mission. And that comes from volunteer help. Um, I would imagine if you just follow the 80-20 rule, um, 400 of those 500 organizations are, you know, what I would call like a bootstrap type organization. It's somebody who's passionate about a cause. They're, they're, they're the chief everything officer of the organization, and they simply can't execute the mission without the help from volunteers. So you can go through, uh, the, the links that Aaron rattled off there, uh, extraordinarygive.org, you can connect through Lancaster Foundation, or uh, you can connect through our page, lancasterconnects.com, and check the little box when you sign up for all things Lancaster Connects. And we'll, you know, you know, Aaron, we'll invite you, if you hear of great things that we can share with our list where they need volunteers, please do. And we'll push that out to anybody who says, hey, I'm willing to volunteer time. Um, mm -hmm. That's what Lancaster Connects community is all about. So, um, folks, you, you've heard it. There's the, be the change you want to see, right? If if you think there's a, a reason um, in a, 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 a something in the community that needs attention, here's your opportunity. Go to go to uh, Aaron's Foundation right there on the screen, lankfoundation.org. You can be a grant reviewer right there, and you can have influence. You can speak your voice. I'm sure uh, you may not get your way at first, and you, it, it may not ever happen, but it's a process and you'll get familiar with it, but you at least have a voice and you're, you're giving back time to your community. Um, in the uh, conversation of money, uh, we always uh, donate to the community organizations and charities that come on. It's a small amount because we host the show weekly, but we do have a, a, a donation check for uh, the Lancaster Community Foundation. Oh, um, nice. Again, you can learn, you can learn all things uh, about the foundation at Lank. <laughs> foundation.org that's lank as in as in how we say lancaster right uh, l-a-n-c <laughs> right. uh found as as in foundation lankfound.org uh but we have 125 dollar check for you aaron and the, and the thank you that's this very week. generous uh, so we'll, that. oh you're welcome you're welcome we we'd love to do more but you know we're gonna 
we're, we're building the show and maybe, maybe someday sponsorship dollars become part of a bigger donation give back. But uh, for now, we're, we're happy to do it. So, so there you are. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything about the foundation. This was a very interesting interview for me. I kind of learned some things and um, we're happy to get the word out there. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and, and hope that uh, we see your snapshots. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, again, everybody, if you want to learn more, go to lankfound.org. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, it is time for the food trucks. And there we go. It can't be food trucks without the food truck alert bell. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm know, getting I, hungry. We're going to turn Lancaster County and the Pavlov's dog with his bell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that bell's going to go. You know, unfortunately. <laughs> that I, means emergency. <laughs> I don't, right. I, you're right. Well, it is an emergency. There's no food in my belly. I need some <laughs> food truck true. food. This is true. It's food trucks. We're working for you. Yep. I mean it. We yep. really are. <clears throat> All right. The first uh, event or food truck event is Celebrate Lancaster will take place Friday, June 25th, 2021 uh, throughout Lancaster City throughout the afternoon. There's going to be mobile performances with musicians on trucks, bringing live music to every neighborhood and fireworks at various locations at dusk. There will be food trucks in different areas of the city. Uh, All food trucks will be out from noon until 7 p.m. We've got Reunion Soul Food at Crispus Attic's which is 407 Howard Avenue, Nano Grill at King Elementary School on South Duke Street, uh, Suvlaki Boys at Bins Park, 120 North Queen Street, between 5 and 7 for them, Walco Taco, which I actually took a picture of Walco. I, I was uh, on Route 222. So and you broke I, the law? I broke the law. I took a picture of them while driving. But uh, they're out there. They're out there. Um, Walco Where Taco, they'll be at Buchanan Park. Uh, 90, oh, I mean, the passenger took the, the picture, not, not me. Pastor. Um, we'll Taco. Can't rewind the tape on your crime, man. <laughs> Buchanan it. Park, 901 Buchanan Avenue. Uh, tons of restaurants are also participating uh, in the Celebrate Lancaster event. And you can check out all the details of Celebrate Lancaster at visitlancastercity.com. You know, I think if they gave an Emmy for <clears throat> food truck announcing, we would be in contention. I think we do a pretty damn I, good yeah. job. <laughs> We make it fun. (laughs) Anyway, Saturday, June 26th from 11 to 3, Schreiber Center for Pediatric Development is having their Ducks and Trucks food truck event. I bet you with a bunch of little kids running around there, if you take your little kid out, Ducks and Trucks might sound a little different. (laughs) Bring your family. Bring your family, says Jeff, after that statement. Family-friendly show. Yep. Come see construction vehicles, emergency vehicles. British sports cars, then grab some delicious food from the following food trucks. Meet the Browns, Bricker's French Fries, and Penny's Ice Cream. I'm sure there'll be more there. Uh, but if not, that's a good little batch right there. I mean, you've got you've got Everything meat, you need. French Fries, and Ice Cream. Works. Location, Schreiber Center for Pediatric Development, 625 Community Way, Lancaster. And you can follow them on Facebook for more than the food trucks. Give them a follow. Give them some love on their page. Um, more about them on Facebook at Schreiber Pediatric. Uh, food news. Got Jerk Island Grill opens. Uh, congratulations to the Caribbean-themed 
restaurant Got Jerk Island Grill, which is opening Tuesday, June 22nd in Lancaster City in the old Red Rose Tavern spot. There they are. Uh, their menu includes curry goat, jerk chicken, oxtail, and seafood dishes. There's also a jerk burger, jerk chicken sandwich, grouper filet sandwiches, uh, and pineapple and shrimp skewers. All sound great. Uh, dishes are made, <clears throat> excuse me, dishes are made with Got Jerk, a sauce, and Marinade, the restaurant owners launched in 2015. Uh, that uh, location is 300 West James Street in Lancaster. And you can get more information on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Got Jerk Island Grill. So kudos to those guys. I'm pointing at the screen because they're on my screen. I can see them. You can see them on yours. You might point at them. Um, but kudos to them. So I saw them talking in a forum, uh, a Facebook group, um, about their food truck. Um, <clears throat> Actually, it might have been on the Lancaster Connects page, but mm. um, let, yeah, let's say that for our own shameless self-promotion. Go to Lancaster Connects on Facebook and comment and talk. We'd appreciate that. Um, but wherever it was, our page or other, the, the point being, congratulations to them. They were, they, less than a month ago, uh, I don't think had their location yet fully mm. uh, like signed off on. So here we are a month later. They're getting it done. And I love me some curry, so I'm going to have to go check that out. Um, I know, like, jerk jerk chicken is just, ugh, like, the bomb. I went to... And you should always trust the big guy on food, because, like, we know. I went to Jamaica. I was only I was on a cruise, and it was, like, a one-afternoon stop thing in Jamaica. And the thing I remember most about that trip was the jerk chicken. It's fantastic. There you go, jerk. Jerk chicken for the jerk. No. <laughs> Couldn't help it. And I'm vying for that Emmy on food trucks. So anyway, right here. Uh, so for our viewers and for our food truck owners and pop-up shop, pop-up restaurants, uh, listen, our, this is like a popular segment. So our viewers want to know where the food trucks are, what you got going on in your restaurant, uh, your pop-up shop, whatever, uh, each week. So if you own a food truck or, or kind of in that space, we want to hear from you. We'll tell our viewers where you'll be so that they can support you. Fill out the contact form on LancasterConnects.com. Super simple, right in the box. Type out what you're all about, what you're doing. Uh, let us know about your food, how great it is, the, the, what the like what the Got Jerk guys did there uh, about their menu. Let us know right there, LancasterConnects.com in the form, and we'll, we'll get it on the show, all right? And if we can't get it on the show, we'll at least get it in the show notes, and you'll get some, get some love that way. <laughs> It comes because we ask you to like and share this video, this show, leave a comment, tell a friend. Sharing really is caring uh, about the show because it helps us raise the profile on social media. And it's also available as podcasts. So if you're listening uh, and you like to listen to podcasts, we're in a bunch of them. You can search Lancaster Connects in your favorite podcast platform or go to the links on LancasterConnect.com. Are you ready for some ancient Lancaster history? I am. Jeffrey? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Only my mom uses Jeffrey when I did something bad. You call me a jerk. There you go. Jeffrey Kenneth. There you go. <laughs> Brought them both out. Uh, we oh, had the God. opportunity to catch up with Adam Zern. Uh, Adam Zern from uh, Uncharted Lancaster, and he's also on the board of Historic Preservation uh, Trust of Lancaster County. Uh, and he shared with us this local Lancaster history nugget. So now... We have our history nugget. Uh, this is actually very cool. The oldest man-made artifact in Lancaster County and the most significant archaeological site in the Northeastern United States. Right here, 
right in our backyard. The mysterious petroglyphs of safe harbor with Adam Zorn. Adam Zorn is the owner of Uncharted Lancaster and also on the board of the Historic Preservation Trust of Lancaster County. Adam, I am very excited with what you're about to drop on our watchers and listeners. Take it away. Hey, well, thanks, uh, Ben and Jeff. It is great to be here. I appreciate the uh, invitation today. Yeah, absolutely. This is, without a doubt, the most awe-inspiring area in the entire region. And and as you mentioned, it is the oldest man-made artifact here in Lancaster County and the most significant archaeological site uh, in northeastern Pennsylvania. And like you mentioned, it is the mysterious petroglyphs here on the Susquehanna, just below uh, Safe Harbor Dam. Uh, And so it's pretty neat to go out and and see these petroglyphs. Um, There are definitely like three challenges to getting out there. Uh, One is you are just not going to drive your car over and and just walk over and see it. You are going to need a a canoe uh, or a kayak to get out there. And as you can see uh, out there, you know, in the middle of the uh, the river somewhere. So definitely, you know, just one challenge is getting out there uh, to it. You've got the dam putting water out so the the currents can be uh, pretty strong and just kind of navigating around the eddies that the uh, all the rocks and such create. There's a, a great photo of Big and Indian Rock. It looks pretty close, uh, but they're about 100 yards apart there, just the, the depth of field there where the camera makes them look really close, but it's probably about 100 yards uh, apart. Uh, the, the second challenge is, you know, just finding them because uh, as I've discovered with a lot of my research with Uncharted Lancaster is that Google often has no idea. So, you know, some of your viewers, as they're watching this, they might be pulling up another tab and kind of Googling uh, these these petroglyphs. And, you know, Google Maps drops a pin on this, what they call Big Indian Rock Island. But, uh, you know, it's not the actually the right place. Uh, I visited that a few years ago when I was looking for these petroglyphs and discovered that, hey, this is not even close uh, to the right location. And so you get out there in your kayak on the river and just finding these petroglyphs uh, can be a real challenge because there are just scores of boulders all over uh, the river in that area and just trying to uh, to find them. And then, you know, the third challenge is, as you can see here in the video, is actually revealing the, uh, the petroglyphs. And, and for that, you need a very special tool, and that's a sponge. And so you take your sponge and you get it wet and you rub your damp sponge, you know, over the rock, and it reveals these uh, these petroglyphs. So really cool thing about it is uh, most experts think they're somewhere between 500 and 1,000 years old. Uh, definitely putting it in the, you know, the oldest man-made artifact category here for Lancaster County. But the interesting thing about it is, you know, it's a prehistoric culture. So we just we just don't know. And there's been indigenous people here in this part of Pennsylvania for about 10,000 years. So they could easily be, you know, much, much older uh, than than a thousand years. We're just we're just not sure. So it's pretty exciting to think that, you know, these could be, you know, very, uh, very old. You know, while we're on that topic of the Susquehanna, kind of three fun facts about the Susquehanna River that kind of fit fit into this. One, the Susquehanna is the oldest oldest major river system in the world. It's somewhere between 250 and 500 million years old. Just as like a frame of reference, the Nile is only 30 million years old. Some geologists think that the river might be even older than the Appalachian Mountains. So we're talking an old, ancient river system. Interestingly enough, William Penn had this bold idea of creating a new Philadelphia, and he was going to put it 
uh, just north of modern day Turkey Hill on the banks of the Susquehanna River. But what he didn't know is sort of fun fact number three, and that is that the Susquehanna is the longest unnavigable river in the United States. Uh, Explorer John Smith learned that the hard way in 1608 when he was making his map of uh, the Susquehanna and realized that you can't get all that far. And he stopped at Smith Falls, which is modern day kind of Wingo Dam. Uh, But these petroglyphs are littered with, with all these markings. And the Native Americans, for the most part, are drawing things that they see in their everyday life. A lot of animal tracks, turkey, deer, bear, there's human footprints. Uh, They're drawing the animals that they see. Uh, So again, they're drawing deer and and fox. Uh, There's uh, one of the early pictures we saw was a man in a canoe, which is pretty cool because that's kind of how you get out there still uh, today. Now, some people feel that they ask like, well, you know, are this are these petroglyphs? Are they just graffiti? Is it just Native American graffiti? I mean, what does a bored teenage, you know, Native American do? There's no there's no Xbox. <laughs> there's no Internet. Uh, you know, like, well, I just go out there and carve something on that on that rock. But, you know, again, archaeologists think that that is definitely not the case. Um, a lot of these uh, petroglyphs have meanings. And so, you know, a little while ago, we just saw a photo and there are these like two squiggly lines and they are either a uh, snake, probably a snake, but maybe a riverbank. And they actually line up with the the equinox. And then at a slightly different angle is a single squiggly line. Again, most likely a snake, but it could be a river. And that lines up with the uh, the solstice. And so these are, you know, uh, humans that are very in tune with the with the, you know, the natural world around them, you know the things that they're living with. They understand you know the seasons and the movement of the moon and and the sun. And so you know these rocks are you know are definitely not just graffiti, but you know significant things uh, for for people uh, you know for them at this time. But one of the things that I think is interesting is for the most part, you know, these Native Americans are carving things that they're seeing in their everyday life, like I mentioned, and things that we still see today, like deer and turkey, uh, you know, birds and and people in canoes. And then they have um, some very interesting carvings, like uh, what some people believe is a Wendigo and sort of this tall, lanky man, sort of with long arms and uh, antlers on its head. And supposedly this is sort of like a Bigfoot creature, uh, a very tall, uh, you know, lanky, emaciated, uh, emaciated person with these antlers. And supposedly, you know, the winner kind of hunts, hunts men. So I think it's interesting that, you know, you know, they're carving things that they see. And then they've got, you know, a thing like this Wendigo out there that we would say definitely doesn't exist. And yet they've got this, you know, mythological creature, you know, carved on the rock. So, you know, it's probably just, uh, you know, a tall tale or a legend, but it's pretty neat uh, that those things are are there. But without without a doubt, the, the, the neatest thing about visiting the petroglyphs is, you know, when you stand on the rock and you look west towards your county, the view hasn't changed much in a thousand years. There's, there's really no houses in that direction that you can see. It's still forest covered. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, here I am a thousand years later and I'm seeing the exact same thing that, you know, people before me saw in this exact same spot. I know for sure someone stood here and I can see that. And who knows, a thousand years from now, other people could be taking out their, you know, maybe their hoverboards at that point, uh, but coming out there, standing at that rock, looking west and seeing the exact same thing, you know, that I'm seeing now. It's sort of this neat, 
you know, shared experience over, you know, time and space in this, in this one location, a really, really cool thing and, and place to go and visit right here in, in Lancaster County on the uh, Susquehanna River, just uh, below the, the dam. So that is, I mean, that is very, very cool. Uh, and I love what you said about, you know, when you get out there, you can observe what you feel previous man, woman, child, you know, looked at, saw, experienced. I did that last summer. Uh, we were going to make it an annual tradition. We go up to New York to Association Island, which is this island out in the middle of Lake Ontario. Very cool. It's like you're in the Bahamas. The water is so clear. But oh, wow. near there are all these uh, all these caves and rock formations. And you actually like really walk down in and you're 30, 40 feet below the current grade. And I'm just sitting there like, this is where previous man like they got their water from this is maybe where they hung out this is maybe where they cooked meals uh pretty neat so question for you obviously you know yeah. safe harbor dam wasn't around when these were made uh, no. are, are we thinking that yeah right <laughs> are we thinking that these petroglyphs were were where the rocks were there they've been carved in uh, put placed on or are we thinking it's the same kind of destination where they would have had to, to canoe out or are we thinking that maybe it was more accessible with land at the time? Uh, so uh, in, in the summer, if you kind of go below Holtwood, you can almost like walk across the river, sort of jumping from large rock to large rock. So there's a high probability that in the summer, you know, prior to, you know, 1904, I think when they put Holtwood and then Safe Harbor in the 1930s, um, that, yeah, you might have, they, they may have been able to definitely wait out or perhaps, you know, kind of jump from rock to rock, you know, in the spring or winter, you know, they're probably out there via, you know, some kind of canoe or, or log because the water would have been colder or, or deeper. But yeah, the, the, the river was much more shallow um, in that area with even more rocks. I went out uh, just a few weeks ago, Holtwood was having a low water event. So they were doing some maintenance on the dam and the river was about five feet lower than it normally is, uh, you know, for that maintenance. So a few of us went out in hopes of seeing some petroglyphs because when they, there, there are more, um, but when they built the dams, they were flooded. A couple were removed. You can go to the Conestoga Area Historical Society and see them. I believe there's a few on display at the State Museum. Uh, but, you know, many of them were just flooded over. And so even big Indian rock and little Indian rock supposedly have some that are below the waterline. So we went out and what I didn't know was just how much mud was going to be caked on the boulders below what was normally the waterline. But we were able to find one. I had a bucket and washed and washed and washed. We were able to wash some mud away and we found, a, you know, a, a little stick figure guy that, you know, is traditionally probably lower than the water level. So that was that was really neat to be able to go out and, and see that. What I didn't know was just how much uh, how much more dangerous or rapid the water would be during that low water event. I thought it would be a lot calmer. We we almost flipped the canoe once. So uh, in that photo there, you can see you can just make out like the trestle at the mouth of the Conestoga. Uh, there's probably like a comet again, kind of looking towards uh, you know the the Lancaster County side of the uh, of the uh, the river there. That is very very cool. Um, I'm frightened by the antlered windaguy creature. <laughs> yeah, that that's a yeah, that's yeah. an interesting one. It doesn't get nearly as much play as you know, like your Bigfoot, but it kind of a, a that windigo kind of a Bigfoot creature with the antlers, um, and he kind of hunts men in the yeah. in the winter. 
I, I think it might have to do more with sort of that, you know, that seasonal affection disorder that people get sad, you know, how they kind of get down in the winter. And I think that's sort of how they explained, you know, some of their, you know, Native American friends or, or relatives just sort of disappearing in the winter when people kind of get sometimes a little down and, and low there or just bad things happen in the winter. And I think that was sort of how they explained it. But again, like they're only carving things that they see and then they put this guy uh, out there on the rock. So, you know, pretty it's kind of an interesting mystery. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a difference in telling a tall tale and carving a tall tale. So the mystery remains, Absolutely. I guess, right? Right. Yeah. Well, Adam, we you know, we appreciate you uh being so passionate about the history in the community and and doing this segment with us. Uh hopefully we can have you back. I, if you're into it, we're into it. Uh you right. can I'd love connect to more uh Yeah, you can connect more with Adam unchartedlancaster.com. Um Check out all that he's doing there. And uh, Adam, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Another great one. Hey, thanks, Jeff and Ben. I, I appreciate your invitation. Thank you very much. I don't know about you, man, but that Wendigo thing, <laughs> that's pretty freaking, that's neat. I got to think there was Wendigos back in the day. I mean, think about it. If you're, if you're going to, in your day, all things about surviving as a Native American, right? Uh you know, you got to feed yourself. You got to clothe yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to shelter yourself. Mm-hmm. All challenges. All of it's done. And you're going to go like, hey, dad, I want to play a joke on Jeff and Ben 5,000 years from now. I'm going to I'm going to do a Wendigo. <laughs> a what? Yeah, it's just follow me. Like, I got to think it was maybe like real, like yeah, at least right? in some evolutionary aspect of some animal. Yep. At some point, a gnarly, bulky deer stood up. <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> and 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 it had, and, it that, had claws. and that and that guy or gal saw it. It had like, claws. When to go? That's what I think. At any rate, I'm gonna have nightmares. To soothe those nightmares, maybe maybe you could cuddle with a little puppy. How Bella? about that for transition? Yeah. So our pet of the week, Bella, from Charlie's Crusaders, uh, charliescrusaders.org. All right, they seem to do a really good job of uh, getting us pets of the week. So we'll be happy to highlight Charlie's Crusaders. And for that fact, if you're involved with an animal rescue and you want some love on the show, send us a pet of the week. Use the form, LancasterConnects.com. Anyway, Bella is a cute 11-month-old shepherd mix. She's fully vetted. So vetted means she's been to the veterinarian. Um, not that she has a good credit and <laughs> is a good neighbor, but she's fully vetted. So all, all the shots are up to date, good health, all that good stuff. That's what these organizations do such a good job of. So she's vetted house and kennel trained, which is great. You're getting a, like a triple, triple win there. She loves other dogs and people. She does not get along so well with cats. Uh, she weighs about 35 pounds and would be uh, better in a home with older kids, 10 and older. Uh, Bella does resource guard her food since she was starving uh, when they rescued her and needs to be fed separately. Uh, she is a Velcro dog who loves snuggling, playing with her people on car rides. On that note about food with dogs, you know, we, uh, in our family, we've rescued dogs for years and years. We have always crate fed our dogs because when we want to eat, the pets also want to eat and it just makes it so much simpler. So like when you hear about a dog that's guarded on their food, that's t- like, like in the echelon of issues in rescuing a pet, that should be like the least thing that bothers you because it's very simple. You just get them in their crate, their little home, which they should have anyway. It's their place. And uh, just put the food bowl in there, take it out, 
and they get into a routine and it's very nice. Um, but uh, back to Bella, she's fast and agile and would make a great agility dog if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, she can clear short fences and barriers, so she would need a six-foot fence. Um, I think it's nicer to have a six-foot fence for your neighbors than anything, but uh, Bella would like it. And uh, she loves her ball and will play fetch as long as you can throw it. So again, she's fully vetted. She's spayed. Uh, so she's ready to go. Great looking dog. Looks to be in great health. You can learn more about how to adopt Bella by going to uh, Charlie's Crusaders website. And that's charliescrusaders.org. Bella looks like a bundle of energy. She does. Yeah. Yep. All right. Switching to the community aspect of our show. Uh, have you got a worthwhile cause that could make excellent use of members of the Lancaster community volunteering their time? That's what the Lancaster Connects community is all about. Whether you've got a good cause that needs volunteers or you want to donate your time to help out in the community, we want to hear from you. If you'd like to volunteer your time, uh, enter our free giveaway at LancasterConnects.com and check the box confirming you'd like to volunteer. Uh, imagine the difference we could make to the Lancaster community if we all gave just one hour of our time. So if you have a good cause that could use some volunteers and we could promote that for you on our show, please get in touch via the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. And the show, again, we'll say it. It's available as a podcast. Find all those links at LancasterConnect.com. Sharing is caring. Like the show. Comment on it. Share it. Like it. Love it. If we made you laugh, do the laugh emoji, the little laughing guy. Do that, too. Um, Maybe people love... will put the frightened emoji from the Wendigo. No, don't do that. That hurts the algorithm. It does. <laughs> Seriously, it does. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, the love reaction and the care reaction are the best for the algorithms. Uh -huh. Seriously. There you go. So, anyway, we've got some community items. You want to start or you want me to do uh -huh. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go because brave. I'm sure the number one is, is the most challenging to read. <laughs> it is brave choice, my friend. All right. We'll so the Lancaster goes. cemetery scavenger hunt is on June 26th from 1 PM to 6 PM. Uh, the red rose blue star moms PA 202 is hosting a scavenger hunt adventure at the Lancaster cemetery beginning at one o'clock. Uh, all are invited to participate, uh, form a team, solve puzzles, and learn the history on some of Lancaster County's most famous residents. So the scavenger hunt is directly related to historical figures and veterans who have been buried at the cemetery. It is to raise awareness of who is there and their impact on our society today. The funds raised will also go toward repairing veteran stones who have no family to request repair or replacement on their behalf. Teams can register online at $15 per person. Teams will receive a drawstring bag, clipboard, waters, and some other surprise goodies. Uh, that is Lancaster Cemetery located at 205 East Lemon Street in Lancaster. And you can get more information and register a team at redrosebluestarmoms.org. Very good. I, I did, did okay. There you go. Tremendous. American Red Cross will be hosting a blood drive at the shops at Rockvale on Wednesday, June 30th and Thursday, July 1st from noon to five. Every donor will be entered to win a $500 gift card to a shop at Rockvale of your choice. Uh, there's a one in 50 chance of winning. Those are some pretty good odds. Mm -hmm. Register online for an appointment. More info, you can go to facebook.com forward slash shop Rockvale. The Domestic Violence Services of Lancaster is holding their annual spring celebrate celebration at on Thursday, June 24th at 7 p.m. We're 
coming in for a landing. Tickets are on sale at sponsor and sponsorships are available. They will be virtually welcoming former Pittsburgh Steeler William Gay to Lancaster to discuss how domestic violence has affected his life. During this virtual fundraising event, From Survivor to Thriver, a celebration of resilience, guests will learn how Mr. Gay's life changed when his mother was shot and killed by her boyfriend as she tried to leave the relationship. At this time of the tragedy, Mr. Gay was only eight years old. Tickets start at $25, and you can get more information at caplanc, C-A-P-L-A-N-C, dot org, slash D-V-S, Gala, G-A-L-A. Very good. Sounds like a powerful... It does. It so does. Good. Yep. <clears throat> so if you have the time to check that out this Thursday, please do. Um, even if you don't have the time, but you could donate, I'm sure they would love if you bought a $25 ticket. That would be good too. Uh, so once again, if you have a good cause that we can promote or you need people to volunteer their time, we'll put the word out for you right here on the show. Uh, get in touch with us via the contact form at LancasterConnects.com. Just type in the comments box what you've got going on, what you need help with, and we'll uh, we'll get it out there on our email here on the show um, and let everybody know in the community what you got going on. So again, this show is available as a podcast. You can find those links at LancasterConnects.com. And don't forget to like and share this video. Leave a comment and tell a friend about this show. We've got some winners to announce. $25. Who are the winners? Well, they are Amy Hoffman and Stacey Magliocco, both from Lancaster. They have won uh, each a $25 restaurant gift card, courtesy of Lancaster Connects podcast. Uh, They went to LancasterConnects.com and entered our giveaway, which again is uh, each week we're giving away two local restaurant gift cards. Super simple. Go to LancasterConnects.com, fill out the entry form there. There's an opportunity to check a box to be part of our Lancaster Connects community, which uh, we can help hook you up uh, volunteers as a volunteer with other charitable organizations that we highlight uh, on the show. And you can uh, volunteer your time to them, but you don't have to do check that box. You can just LancasterConnects.com, enter the contest and win a gift card. You can do all of those things there. It's really like a magical place. It is. Really is for all things Lancaster. Well, Ben, we're, ba- we're back at it. Reunited. It feels so good. We've got uh, <laughs> to go make some customers happy, wake up happy, continue mattress dominance here in Lancaster so we can continue to bring you Lancaster Connects. We'll see you next week. Take care. Super Cereal.